Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. Good morning and welcome to our Monday show where we take a look back at the weekend and a look at the week ahead. Essentially, we're getting caught up and we're catching you up. Today is September 11th, 2023, and on the podcast today, we have global markets, big IPO news, an iPhone event, and a couple of very key startup updates. Let's go. Kicking off with my own personal passion project, it's the stock market. Today, shares are mixed in Asia, and they are up in Europe as of this morning, and stocks are set to rise here in the US at the open, though of course, by the time you hear this, that may have changed. This week, we are waiting on inflation data from India and a host of information from China regarding its own economic performance. On the earnings front this week, very few names. On Monday, we shall hear from Oracle. On Tuesday, Too Simple. And then Thursday, Adobe and the Lovesack company, which I believe is that like big poofy chair company. Apparently, they're public. I had no idea. Anyways, that's it. Congrats, everybody. This earnings cycle really is finally mostly pretty much over. On the stock market front, though, keep an eye on Apple's big iPhone event because investors will, of course, care at least somewhat what the company announces. Flipping the coin from heads to tails, let's move from stocks to crypto. Now, in the last week, there has been limited price movement amongst major tokens, but there is still news. The current issue of the day in crypto land appears to be the remains of FTX trying to take money back from other companies, including Layer Zero. Now, the latter is pushing back against FTX's claims, of course, but the situation does tell us once again that the FTX unwind slash saga is going to take a very, very long time to finish. The only other thing that caught my eye this morning in the world of crypto is that daily exchange volumes seven-day moving average fell to around $9 billion recently, and that's according to the block. And that's the lowest figure, I checked, since around November of 2020. In other words, the crypto winter is still here. Next up, my favorite part of the show. It's big news that matters. And today we have lots of IPO updates. So strap in. We're going to have a good time. First up is Instacart, which just dropped an S1A filing telling us its first target range for its IPO. And the company expects to sell its stock between $26 and $28 per share as of this document. Now, Instacart is going to sell 22 million shares total. That's 14.1 million from the company itself and another 7.9 million from existing shareholders. And the company's underwriters have the option to buy 3.3 million more shares if they so choose. Now, that leaves the company with around 276 million or 279 million point three shares outstanding, including the underwriters option on that latter figure. So I did some math for you, and at its smallest non-diluted share count and lowest target price, Instacart will be worth around $7.2 At its largest non-diluted share count and highest target price, Instacart is worth around $7.8 billion. Both of them, very large numbers, getting close to that $8 billion mark. However, they are a far cry from the roughly $39 billion that Instacart was last valued at when it raised venture capital back in March of 2021. Our first read of the Instacart range is that it feels slightly more conservative than we anticipated, so we would not be shocked if it moved up just a little bit before the company does debut. More to come. You know the old metaphor, when it rains, we feast, and therefore there is more IPO news for us to get into, this time all about Clavio, the Boston-based software company 
It also dropped an S1A filing, so we do know that it will target a $25 to $27 per share range in its IPO, at least as things stand today. Now, it will sell 19.2 million shares in its IPO. That's about 11.5 million from the company and about 7.7 million from existing shareholders. Underwriters in this case have a 2.9 million share option, leaving the company with an anticipated share count of 251.9 million shares outstanding. That values the company at the low end of its range at 6.3 billion and at the high end of its range, 6.8 billion. Now, both figures are below the 9.5 billion that Clavio raised money at during its final venture round back in, you guessed it, 2021. Now, 9.5 billion to 6.8 billion. I mean, I'm not going to cry for the funds out there that are not getting quite the return they expected, but I will say it's still a haircut. And if these are the types of haircuts that some of the best startups in the world are taking, perhaps we should anticipate greater valuation curtailments from others. Though I will say, shout out to Instacart and Clavio for going out there pricing in the billions even if they're not quite the prices they may have wanted two years ago. It takes bravery. And then there is the upcoming iPhone event. I know this isn't really startup news, but startups have been built on the iPhone platform, so it kind of lands inside of our jurisdiction. Anyways, new iPhones are coming this week, probably with USB-C chargers and not lightning. You can thank the EU for that change, but it's kind of a bummer given how much money my family has invested in lightning cables. We have them all over the house, plugged into every single wall, but whatever. We can swap to just one now, USB-C, and that will be great and simple and probably actually much nicer in six months' time. Other things we might see apart from new iPhones? Well, new AirPods, maybe. And there's also a slim chance at some watch updates. My standard issue at this point is that my iPhone 11 and my incredibly decrepit old-ass Apple Watch are great. And thus, apart from my wanting more phone battery, I see no reason to upgrade. But as always, I'll be tuned in. I'm covering the stock market reaction for TechCrunch as I do each and every time. And so perhaps I'll be wooed by great things from Cupertino. Next up, Coinbase is not leaving India. TechCrunch's Manish Singh reports that Coinbase said on Monday that it did disable new user signups for its exchange product in India in June, but remains committed to the country where its operations have been in something of a limbo for over a year. This was a clarification to media reports that said otherwise citing certain customer emails. The US-based crypto exchange operator said some customers who didn't meet the company's updated standards received emails and the message was not representative of Coinbase's overall India operations. That email said those users had until September 25th to move their funds before the company ceases exchange services. So essentially, only some customers, not all of them. Coinbase is staying in India for as long as it can. Next up, I can't fly you to the moon, but I can take you into orbit. And we're talking about Open Cosmos raising money. TechCrunch's own Ingrid London reports that UK startup Open Cosmos, which is building what it calls sustainable low-Earth orbit satellites and an end-to-end system for managing the data gathered through them, has raised $50 million. What does it want to do? Well, it wants to make access a bit more democratized through a platform that lets multiple orgs use a single satellite or, if they would want to, share a constellation of satellites. The company was co-founded by three aerospace engineers out of Spain, and it has been around since 2015. It caught the eye of the industry early on when it managed to put together and launch its first LEO satellite on a shoestring budget, which is not easy in space, 
And while its platform, hardware, and systems technically could be used for a wide array of applications, the focus today for Open Cosmos is on energy and climate monitoring. I freaking love it. Cheap space satellites, sharing in space, space socialism. What more can you want? And to close out, I am flying to San Francisco this Friday, which means that it is officially disrupt time. I'm hosting a stage for two days, which means that on the third day of the event, I will have more time to bounce around and watch Startup Battlefield, things I didn't get to do last year. And I've once again bought a bunch of new clothes to wear, as I have been told that tank tops and other garments that I tend to favor are too casual even for a West Coast event. Real talk, though, I am very excited about catching up with as many of you as I can. All right, that's our show for today. Of course, we are Equity Pod on Twitter and Threads. Disrupt is September 19th to the 21st in San Francisco. And we have two sister shows, Chain Reaction and Found, that are well worth your ears time. We'll talk to you soon. And we have a great episode with Tim DeChant on all things climate tech coming out on Wednesday. See you then. Bye. Equity is hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm, and TechCrunch Senior Reporter, Mary Ann Azevedo. We are produced by Teresa Loconsolo with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, and a big thank you to the audience development team and Henry Picavet, who manages TechCrunch Audio Products. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.